0: Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas M.D. Anderson Cancer Center. With over 75 years of experience, their doctors treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime. To become a patient, visit makingcancerhistory.com.
1: Too busy to cook? Don't want a grocery shop? Ugh. Take back your life. Let witnessing nature and food provide you and your family with eco-conscious, organic, tasty, nutritious meals. Headed by internationally trained chef Jennifer Johnson, you will enjoy the helpful food your body craves. Choose from meal prep, meal plans, catering, or cooking class services. Just go to witnessingnature.net. witnessingnature.net. It's what's in the food that matters. Eat organic, witnessing nature in everything.
0: Welcome to Food to Love podcast. I am your host, Chef Jennifer Johnson with Witnessing Nature and Food. I am dedicated to building a health as wealth community so we can all live happy, healthy, fulfilled lives. My company, Witnessing Nature and Food is deliberate in using distinct ingredients, organically grown and cleanly made in all aspects of our food delivery and education business. We help others understand how to shift our relationships with healthy food through food services and educational seminars and cooking classes. We promote locally sourced, organic, sustainable food, providing you and your community with a fantastic experience for all of your celebration needs. After all, as communities, we tend to commune the best over and around food, so it should be food to love. Today, my guest is James Kauai Nui. Did I do that right? Close enough. Close enough. <laughs> I practiced. <laughs> James comes from healing tradition that goes back over 20 generations in Hawaii. He practices an older form of lomi lomi, and is not and is not um, the message technique for most people associate with lomi lomi um, nowadays. So I saw, he also spent a few years in New Zealand where he learned the art of Romi Romi, which I understand is a uh, masculine version of Lomi Lomi, um, from his teacher, who is Maori. Did I do that right?
2: Ma- Maori. Maori. Yeah, there you go.
0: Jane's expertise is in many areas, but he specializes in the elimination of pain. All illness and pain has to do with a diminished or blocked energy flow. Pain is the tip of the iceberg of something that we have that is out of alignment either physical emotional mental or spiritual by shifting that energetic flow through a person's body james helps people permanently release the pain and trauma that they've been holding onto or feeling and sometimes for many many years maybe their entire life this allows the body to reset itself and reestablish the divine natural flow some of the results can be used can be include the elimination of waste and toxins at the cellular level as well as clearing generational patterns and behaviors from a person's sense of relief and calm to their whole being. James has had a 90-plus success percentage of permanently eliminating physical pain. James works both in person and remotely, has helped people from all walks of life and all over the world. His passion is like mine, helping people live happy, healthy, fulfilled lives. James, welcome to Food to Love. I am so excited to have you on the show with our listeners
2: I'm grateful to be here, Jennifer. Thank you.
0: Oh, it's just awesome. I'm, I was pra- even though I practiced and practiced.
2: <laughs> you did great.
0: Thank God your name is James.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I speak many languages and I still struggle with the pronunciation of many Hawaiian words. So tell us, what inspired you to start this uh, method of healing?
2: You know, it's an interesting journey. Um, because my family has been doing this for a really long time, for a long time, I actually didn't even know that this is what they did. And for most of my life, I would add what people would consider an awakening about 18 years ago. And when we were talking about that earlier, you know, I was a corporate executive, so I'm one of the corporate refugees. Like me.
1: Yeah, like you. (laughs)
2: Exactly. And um after a really hard day, I had something that people would call a Clairaudient experience. So this Clairaudience is Clairvoyance, and, and it's about being able to transcend what we know people would normally call the real world. And I had um, literally had somebody come up behind me 18 years ago and tap me on the back of the head, and a voice that said, "It's time to go home." And in that moment, it was so shocking, and it was so abrupt, and that I literally changed my whole life and I quit my corporate job the very next day and I moved back to Hawaii and I lived for three years and in those three years, I lived in a shack on the beach. What I did was I let go of my life and started to go deeper and deeper and what I realized in that process is that my it, my ancestors, the Hawaiian call them your kupuna, my kupuna were talking to me and I had not been able to hear them before then. And so as I went through that process and I got I, – I would say that that was my first um, exercise in surrender. We were talking about You're surrender. talking about
0: surrender, yes, yeah.
2: yes. And how hard and how challenging that can be in people's lives. So that was my first process. I know. Of I struggle with it. We, we create everything in our power and everything around us not to surrender because we think that that change is going to be so fearful, that we stay locked inside of things a lot of times longer than we need to and and unnecessarily, let's just put it that way.
0: That makes sense. I don't don't struggle with change. What I struggle with is making sure things go the way I want them to. So my surrender may be a little bit different. It's a control freak thing. (laughs) Yeah, there's
1: different
2: levels of, of surrender in different ways, right? So, yeah, that whole piece about not needing to be perfect,
1: you know.
0: Oh, perfection. Hmm. That's why I became a chef. We talked about that, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. None of us struggles from (laughs) perfection.
0: So, tell us a little bit more about the practice. What does it involve? How is it different from uh, other types of meditation and and uh,
1: healing work?
0: Healing work, yeah.
2: I think the thing that makes me unique. and and I'm not the only one because I met lots of people that do the same, that do the same method, but basically what happens and this is where the gifts showed up and I didn't understand it for a long time. I have a way of connecting to people so that when I put my hands on them, or even when I don't, because I do a lot of remote work. So I do work with people from all over the world and being able to connect with them energetically without even actually touching them, but knowing where, the pain is in their body. And, and when I'm with someone being able to, even when I'm doing it over Skype or Zoom, I, I do a lot of things on Zoom now, it, um, pointing to different places in your body and, and I would point to like some place on their body and go, tell me what's there. And they would tell me because I feel it in my body. And so in that way, it allows me to um, dial in very quickly into what's going on. And, and the thing about it is, is our body is energy. And so interrupted energy is pain. Interrupted emotional energy is also pain. So pain has different levels and pain has different faces. Let's just put it that way. And so inside of being able to identify that and when somebody, and this is really the key, when a person is ready to change, that doorway opens. And when that doorway opens, it allows me to see inside, and then we go on this journey, and really, what it is is a journey together. there's a journey of of looking at you know and and i it may sound like a little crazy, but you know I was working with a woman last week and 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 I just looked at her and I said, "There is a lot of sorrow, and I could feel the sorrow because I felt it in my body and and she had lost her gray. Um, African parrot that she had had for 25 years Aww. and it was very recent and she had, and, but the pain was palpable. I could actually feel it in my body. And so it's that kind of connection. You know, how do, how do I know what things are? How do I know that when you were eight, you, you fell off your bike and, and, and hit your head and, and, Things haven't been right since. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I have lots of stories about like that. But it's that connection, and then allowing people to step past that. It, it the way that my teacher described it to me, and I see it sometimes is almost as if I'm watching. We're watching a movie of your life, and we go back to the place where that trauma or that incident or whatever that situation is, and we rewind it about 10 seconds before. It literally is how it looks sometimes, and so that whatever it is that happened, um, it's not that it ceases to exist. It's that we don't carry the pain or we don't carry the energy that it used to be.
0: No, oh, it I makes think, total sense, yeah.
2: yeah. So that that would be one of the easiest explanations I think I could have.
0: Okay. So what's the difference between Lomi Lomi and Romi Romi?
2: Lomi Lomi, as, as people understand it now, is, is um, in the modern technique of Lomi Lomi, is very gentle. It's a gentle, it's a gliding, it's very smooth, and, and it's moving energy. It's learning how to move energy, right? So my my teacher, the woman that I learned from, um, she, as a matter of fact, she used to come and massage. Um, um, she always worked and of moving energy through the body, but back towards the heart because the heart takes the energy right, right. out and it brings it back in. So, so Indy Margaret would say, you know, you work towards the heart. So Lomi, Lomi is long, gentle and, and the movement of energy. Romi, Romi. And, and it's very, would be considered, I consider it very feminine. So it's, it's, it's not soft touch. It can be very hard touch, but it's touching. And it's in that way, Romi, Romi is really different. Romi, Romi is like, there's the, there's a the pain, Just let's go to it and they they just dive straight inside of it. So it would be for people that maybe understand this, it would be more like rolfing or more like trigger point therapy where you go straight to the point and and you and by doing that, because our body has switches. If you look at trigger point therapy, we have switches in all of our muscles and, and find the switch, press the switch. The two, so and that would be more male because male says, "I see it, there it is, go go
0: tackle it." Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's very
0: much like when sometimes I uh, bring uh McKellie a problem, he so he starts thinking about how to solve it immediately. Where I'm like, "No, I just need you to listen. I just need you to listen."
1: <laughs> yeah, that's one of those guy things,
0: right?
2: We. Sometimes we just need to process, but a guy needs to fix, you know, we're hardwired to fix. We're hardwired to take care of things. Yeah. So that
0: yeah. makes sense. So it's kind of like the difference between having a nice slow Swedish massage to having somebody that does deep tissue and just sticks their knuckle right in that spot Deep
2: tissue or, or even for people that have had Thai, you know, Thai massage. Oh, I like
0: thai massage yeah. Because,
2: yeah. Because Thai massage doesn't mess around. It just goes right in there and it goes, okay, here it is. Boom. Let's take it out of there.
0: Yep. yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's good. So uh, one of the things that um, started me on my organic healing or my organic eating is that I was working to corporate and I said to myself, um, I have this awesome promotion. I'm working all over the world. I'm meeting fantastic people, learning about culture, um, tons of food, right, because everybody can use the best around food. And in three years, I had gained like 180 pounds through all of that travel and, you know, whining and dining and dinners out and and so on.
2: It's super easy to do that.
0: I know. And, um, so I was feeling listless and without energy. And, and in fact, I, you know, in, in the, every hotel room has, um, the big mirror, like right across from the toilet, right? The toilet faces into the hallway and then you have the big mirror. And I looked at myself and I said, Oh my God, what has happened to you? Who is that? Who is that? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so, I started realizing that, you know, I had a lot of uh, bad self talk going on and I just, you know, ignored it and I said, you know what, if I ignore it long enough, it will go away. It's um, so a human trait. Exactly. If you um if you ignore it long enough, it absolutely does go away. in um, anyways. Um but I I realized that I was feeling listless and I was having um issues with, you know, the things that come along with being overweight mm-hmm. and and, um, I said, you know what, I have to stop the madness. And I started working. I said, well, I can't get rid of the job. I can't get rid of the travel because that is my job. Um, what can I do? And I started going back to, you know, organic food. I would find, I would go to the farmer's markets and the local spots that I went to. and I, I, I love
2: the farmer's market here in Phoenix that I go oh, to yeah. every weekend.
0: Yeah, we have a lot of really good ones. Mm-hmm. When I first moved here 30 years ago, not so much, but they have great ones now. But um, I really started going back to basics, and I took off 140 of those pounds. I still have 40 to take off, but I've taken off 140 of those pounds. Yeah, I think you. I've been a little bit lazy since the, for the rest of it, but I feel fantastic. I have lots of energy again, and it comes down to how well I'm eating, how much water I'm drinking, and and so on, and how much I'm exercising. So, how much of the pain that you see from your customers um, or people that come to you for therapy is not just um, and they've had an accident or some issue where the muscle or whatever. How much do you think is really comes down to poor eating habits and, and the inflicted things that we do to ourselves?
2: I actually think that a lot of things that we do right now is down to poor eating habits because a lot of the work that I do as well is with people that have autoimmune diseases. And inside of that, you know, it's it's, the, it's also stress. It's also the stress of not not taking care of our bodies. But there is so much that is not good in most food. And and I, I'm preaching to Kai when I talk to you because I know you understand that. And and there is like small things that you can do that actually make a big difference, the biggest difference. And that is sure. and that is eating. Fresh food, right? And that is taking care. I, and I have to tell you that um, I actually struggled with weight most of my life as well. I mean, you know, my nickname in high school was Butterball. But, <laughs> seriously, I was I was overweight, and and you know it was that was like that. And I so I struggled with the idea of that. And I ate for comfort for a really long time. And and when I started on this journey, when I, actually when we were talking earlier, I said I moved to, to New Zealand. When I walked away from my life and and I let go, finally let go of all of the stress. In about three weeks, I lost almost 30 pounds.
0: Isn't that amazing? I mean, Isn't it just—I that- I have no
2: idea where it went. It just went away, and and my body now. And I just turned 60. I have more definition, and I would I have never
0: lived. known that you would ever been <laughs> overweight at all. Looking at your period.
2: Not yeah, not now. But but you know, I look at myself 20 years ago in that, in that place, and and my wife is a fanatic about good food because she says I it took me a long time to find you I'm damn it I'm not going to lose you <laughs> so we so you know we we have a very healthy lifestyle you know we uh, fantastic to go to the farmers market every week where they we have conversation we have Um, community, we know each about each other's lives. I love knowing where the food came from. I love live food, you know, where you get to a point where you can tell when the food's not live, you know?
0: It's a true statement, yeah. Yeah. It is totally true, or it's been picked a really long time. You can tell. I mean, that's why I tell people, you know, when I cook, they're like, oh, this is really good. I'm like, it's it's hard to mess it up if you start with great ingredients.
2: You start with great ingredients. So, (laughs) so I, I don't do it as much because I am not versed inside of it, but I do help people by saying, maybe you should look at this. And one of the things I always tell people is start drinking more water. Right.
0: True. True. Yes. You should drink half your body weight in water a day. Yeah, and
2: Every day. And I'm guilty of not doing that. And, but I'm way better than you live the, in the desert. desert. I know. And <laughs> that's the thing I know. And I, and I told Jen, told Jennifer when I-, I left the house without my bottle of water.
0: <laughs> There's been a couple of times I've done that. I've been like, and then it like almost kills me to go buy a plastic bottle full of water because I, I have a, a metal one. So I mean, yeah. like the whole eco-conscious portion. That,
2: I, and we hate doing that. You know, we we drink um, good water, and that's and that's the other part about being healthy as well as drinking good water. You it know, is true. Yeah, water yes. that's live. Water that has structure to it. I mean, don't get me going. I can get up on a on a, on a soapbox here, but. It's really super essential that we do that because most of the water, by the time it gets, um, and, and, you know, there has to be that process of, of, of making sure that the water is clean, but th- what happens when, you, when the water gets clean, especially in most municipalities, is that the water is inert. And, and the, in, in just
0: the, like the food, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, and just the like cellular the structure cannot actually absorb inert water because it has no structure that it recognizes, and so unless you're drinking good water, and that doesn't say that you go out and buy bottled water, but just kind of look at how you can do that because as soon as that happens, when the water, the structure of the water changes, then it can actually permeate the cell wall, and when it permeates the cell wall, then you start getting hydration. And
0: So, do you find that? Um through eating healthier and when you talk to your clients, um, eating healthier, drinking good water, that it helps clear those energy pathways so that they can can start going towards healing?
2: One of the things that I talk about is how as we clean our bodies through eating healthy and even through supplementation, although if you're eating right, you actually don't need any supplements and that's something that you guys should be hearing. If you're eating right and you're eating the right foods, supplementation is very minimal. Most people do supplementation because they think that they need extra, but your body doesn't need extra. So it's coming through in the food and you don't really need it. But what I find with my clients when um, we're working together as, as they get healthier because they're making those choices. And, and this is the place is, is um, the systems getting clean so that the information actually flows better. So, you know, heavy metals and and uh, one of the places that we're talking about now is the calcification of the neogram, which is through fluoride is one of the biggest reasons. And so and some other things that we don't really have time, oops, excuse me, to talk about that today. But as we eat and we cleanse our body through proper food right no processed food no processed sugar um bleached flour all the things that you know that you shouldn't be I like doing. you made the
0: ugly face when you said bleached flour <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, like, oh. well,
2: it was funny because my wife right she can eat wheat from italy and from europe and she can have the pasta and the, and the italian pasta right yet wheat here it's how her. we grow it, yeah. Yeah, because of how they grow it. Yeah, oh yeah, they spray poison on it before they harvest. But it. they
0: also hyperinflate it, so they they it, it's not GMO, but they hyperinflate. So and GMO 2.0 is coming, so we have yeah. to be more aware oh, of we that. We have to be
2: more aware. And and the government's trying to deregulate <laughs> organics. Anyway, a whole nother discussion. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, we can go for days on that. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So let's take a quick break, and we will be right back with more information from Jane.
1: Calling all speakers even the network has
0: speaking engagements all over North America that must be filled. Are you a gifted messenger, author, expert, or successful entrepreneurs that can help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? Our mission is to help one million fulfilled women each achieve $1 million in annual revenue. If you're a speaker that can help women prosper, go to eWomennetwork.com and sign up as a pro member of our Speakers Network. That's eWomenNetwork.com. Welcome back to Food to Love. I am your host, Chef Jennifer Johnson, with Witnessing Nature and Food. And again, I am excited to be here with James on our show today for all of you guys. Um, we talked a little bit earlier about your inspiration and just a little bit about um, uh, your method. But let's go, let's dive a little bit deeper into mindfulness or meditation or clearing chakras. Uh, to get the energy flowing. Um it, it could be similar too, I mean, but to talk a little bit more about why why people should call you. Because I call you so you know. <laughs> they should know too. The
2: the reality is that by the time we're thirty five years old, ninety five percent of what we do is unconscious. It's I agree in, with that. It's in the it's in the part of our brain that runs very automatically. And so not only is brushing your teeth and walking and driving a car and, and all of those things become automatic like breathing is, but the responses that we have in the reactions that we have in all our daily interactions become automatic as well. And so we get lost inside of not really being awareness. Right. Because mm-hmm. we get to a place in our lives where we realize and and a lot of people get to that place in, in where we come. We start to reflect. What have I done? You know, so some, maybe people, sometimes people don't. And we get to that point of reflection in our lives and start to look at what we're doing. But the other part of that as well is that we create so much distraction so that we don't have to look at that. You know, one of the worst polluters that we have is noise. And I
0: agree. Yeah.
2: And so we don't shut down enough to be able to go into the quiet, and the quiet is where the the quiet is where the meat is. The quiet is where the beauty is, because as we learn to quiet our minds, I call them the committee. We all have about five or six different people that run our head and you tell us what the to do. Yeah. yeah, that one, right? <laughs> And so if you ever want a really good explanation of this, if you've never seen the movie Inside Out, you should see that uh, Pixar um, animation because it explains all of that in a way that people can get it. But the thing about it is, is getting to a place where I can really understand who is me, who am I, how am, how do I connect? And so what I help people do is find that place. So, and usually when people come, there's pain, or or a lot of times people come to see me because they are stuck in a position position they realize that they're stuck in a certain place in their life and they have not been able to get past that and what is that sometimes it turns into pain sometimes it turns into disease most of the time it's the way we think and we talk and we hear inside of ourselves and so helping people find that place and that's really what mindfulness is is the mindfulness is to to be able to understand how we are thinking as much as possible on a moment-by-moment basis, and not 99.9998 of the populace, percent of the population in the world were not in that space, right? So it's about helping people find that mindfulness, and not only that, but releasing the pain because, like I said, in diminished flow in your body creates the the pain, if it, whether it's physical, emotional, spiritual, however you look at that, right? And when energy is moving through our body. It's such a profound feeling because you actually feel alive.
0: I know. Doesn't it feel good?
2: Oh, it's it's an amazing thing. And and you can re you can experience that actually inside of meditation. So that's one of the other things that I do too is helping people I tell people I can I can actually teach you how to meditate in about three minutes or less. And and it's so simple. And then it's a lifetime to master. Yet inside of that space of quieting your mind you have the opportunity to create the life that you want and that's the other part inside of what i do with people is helping them to see what is it that they're actually looking for how do understanding that they, it is possible to get there
0: maybe we're going to have you do some of that a little bit later in the in the show sure so everybody should stay tuned okay do some of that so um I had a question, and I completely, oh, I know what I was going to say. Um, so it's very funny you mentioned that, you know, quieting the mind and how stuff is automatic, because I just finished reading a book called uh, How to Outwit the Devil by Napoleon Hill. It was written in 1938, but just published a few years ago.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And in the last, I just finished the last chapters, but um, it talked about how if you don't have positive, thought, and move forward processes going on, um, changing some of your, your itty-bitty committee talking to you, right? Getting those negative people out of there telling you that, no, you can't do this. No, you're not good enough for that. That if you do not take your own action and move forward and have those positive thoughts and keep that energy flowing, that the itty-bitty committee will take over and keep you stuck because it's just automatically programmed, like you said, to you your age 35. So it's interesting you mention that now and that Napoleon Hill wrote it in 1938, and I just was reading it the other day.
2: It's amazing how the information circles around itself again, you know. Your brain is so powerful. Your brain is so powerful, and the more we can pay attention to it. And that part of the brain, the Itty Meaty community, it's designed to keep you safe, and so there's, there's science inside of that, there's metaphysics inside of that, there's spirituality inside of that part, you know, because that, some people will call that the ego. Some people would say that that was, a, you know, and the ego is designed to, to work inside of our system, to be the watchdog and to watch over us and to make sure that we are safe and we don't get put ourselves in danger. And the reality is that the ego actually lost its job a long time ago because we are not in mortal danger. You know, uh, uh, we're not going to get run over. For the most part, right? By a saber-toothed tiger run over by, true, by true. a mastodon, or anything else like that, which is, you know, it's part of that process. And I know there's some of you that don't believe in evolution. That's okay.
0: <laughs> They're not listening, obviously. Okay, good.
2: <laughs> so our brains have developed over time. And, and that sometimes you would look at that as that part of our brain hasn't caught up to that place. So, you know, it's, it's, it, again, it's awareness. so it's what am I thinking? How is it affecting my life? How is it preventing me from having the life that I want?
0: I love this. I love talking to you. I could just do it for days. <laughs> I guess that's why I have all my guests on the show, because I could just talk to each and every one of them for days. I mean, it just we're going to talk good, after, yeah. this, after the, the, <laughs> the show anyway. I'm sure your wife will want you back at some point. <laughs> so I have a um, Try It Tuesday program with my viewers. And, you know, I get people to try um, different foods. And we be a, a local community, right? And we had food that was grown locally, seasonally. Now we're more international, so we can get food flown in and, and so on and so forth. So how do you interest your clients in realizing that um, – you get energy out of trying different things and um, it helps them become a bigger, a better person and more open so that they can keep their energy flowing.
2: It's about stepping past your fear. So we get that's that's part of the process of being locked inside of that um, paradigm of over and over and over again is that we forget to expand ourselves and the fear says, oh, you can't try that. That's not going to be good for you, right?
0: I'm not going to spend the money on that because oh, I don't know what it is.
2: Exactly. So so stepping beyond that, stepping into the place that says, well, wait a minute. What if, right? And allowing the what if to, to be a part of your life. So trying different things, trying new things helps us reach, helps us grow as as people. Not only that, but through food, by trying different foods you get to understand other cultures, right? And so then they don't feel so separate, right? They don't feel so separate.
0: That's what I love about food, actually, is that we commune over it. And
2: yeah, we find all the all the things that are similar because at the end of the day, we all got to eat. And so, I mean, really, right? And so as we create that space, then we realize and, and we do this through food is that people aren't different. You know, there's no difference between us. It may look different, in may maybe it may taste different, but that doesn't make it bad. It just means let me reach out to you. And, and we make community, we create community inside of that, we create connection.
0: That is so true. That is so true because I have some friends that actually they know they have to eat and so I cook for them because
1: <laughs> they have
0: no interest in doing it whatsoever, which is, you know, good for me. But I'm the cook I, in
2: my family. Actually.
0: Good for you. Hey, we're talking about that. We're gonna We're going to collaborate here to collaborate, but food is, and not food for the sake of having food, but making good choices on food. Yeah. But that's also the same with making good choices on, you know, whether or not you're going to sit and watch 72 hours of television versus going out and go for a walk or playing, you know, 22 hours of video games versus going out and talking to your friends. I mean, those are all habits that we've kind of gotten into because we like the abilities of the anonymity of being able to, have opinions without having to face it.
2: That's uh, the part about taking responsibility for our lives, right? Is is being brave enough, or, or understanding that I can stand up for what I'm what I'm wanting to say and not be afraid of that.
0: Right? Yeah, that's the back to the fear thing. We're all coming full circle, aren't we? We are, aren't we? Yeah. So tell me, what is your proudest moment of your career to date?
2: That's a really good question. My proudest moment would be being acknowledged by my teacher. I think that would be one of the, one of the, my proudest moments. Is, is it's kind of like the you know grasshopper. You know, in, in kung fu, you get to a place where the teacher recognizes you and says, "Oh, wait a minute, you don't need me anymore." Because you are, you have the information, and I think, and I didn't realize this at the time, but I think that happened with my teacher before, right before I left New Zealand. You know, because there were times where he just left me to uh, to move through the things that I was going through on my own, and the more he did that, the stronger I got, and and to a place where he, you know, basically looked at that and he said, "You don't need me anymore."
0: That's awesome. That's got to be a great feeling.
2: Um, it, no, it was scary as hell. <laughs> because, it's still
0: great. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. It was, I, Maybe I'm your gonna, crutch is gone, but you feel empowered. Yeah,
2: not to diminish what happened. Yeah. There was a sense inside of that at that turning point of the sense of responsibility of the, the gift that I had and how I was bringing it to the world and how I was sharing it. And so that was the scary part was was having to be responsible. Taking that.
0: the training wheels off
2: taking the training rules off and, and not being able to call him up if, if something was going wrong and say, how do I do this? You know? And and he would just say, it's kind of like, it, it, in, in, and it, I'm aging myself if you never watched Kung Fu when you were growing up. I
0: did. So, yeah, I'm right with you. <laughs>
2: okay. And, and he would also <laughs> say, same thing. <laughs> and, and so going into that place and just saying, you know, you, the information that you have, and this is why being quiet and meditating, all the information that you have is inside of you if you take the time to be quiet enough to, to,
1: to connect to it.
0: But it's important that, you, that I mean, you just said it, but it's important that people know they're human too, so sometimes they get panicked. And all they have to do is just breathe. I know that, you know, I have a huge event, right? A huge wedding or a huge event that I'm doing where I have 200 people coming, and I'm worried that they're all going to be happy, the bride's going to be thrilled. And I just sit and I will go put my hands together and just sit there and think through everything, going, Do I have this? Do I have that? Do I have this? Breathe, breathe, breathe. And I'll realize the the messages will all start coming back to me.
2: You're also doing what you're doing, Joy. Is you're being, you're creating your life in that moment. Part about when we start to vision and imagine our life is being able to see the progression of it in such a real way that you actually feel it so as you're going through that process you're actually watching everything happen in front of you
1: right
0: i do i have to have to say yes i do because yeah. there is nothing more panic to any caterer ever and i'm sure there's caterers that listen that would say that that <laughs> nothing more panic than the moment you're getting ready to leave behind all the tools you've got and take food to an event and make sure you have everything
1: no matter there. how many
0: checklists you've got,
1: no matter, no. no matter
0: how many people that have got your back and I've got things together, you still feel, you want that person to have like the best experience ever. And you just want it, you just feel responsible for it. So you want to make sure. So I, that, that's how I do it. It's just really quiet, quiet my mind and get free through the panic and just kind of move forward, making sure that i walk through everything in my mind that it's all there.
2: That's Zen. <laughs> You're practicing Zen.
0: Well, sometimes it, that, that panic still goes through, but um, it, you know, it, it does help quiet my mind and it helps bring perspective to everything.
1: Exactly.
0: So let's take another break, and sure. then we will come back and we do some meditation, or if you have some of your practice. Show us how you do it. Sure. All right. <laughs> Welcome back to Food to Love. I am your host, Chef Jennifer Johnson with Witnessing Nature and Food, and we are back to have some more conversation with our friend here, James.
2: I'm so happy to be here today. <laughs>
0: this is great, isn't it? I, I really love having these conversations because sometimes, you know, people think that um, energy or um, healing is actually foo-foo stuff, and I think that it, between, between having, eating good food and having a good environment around you and having a good mindset, those things I think can solve more in, than more things than any pharmaceutical ever thought of being able to do. Amen. And it's free. And Guess it's what? Free. It's free. So let's talk a little bit about environment. I just did mention that. So how much do you think that the chemicals people put in their houses and so on actually contribute to their uh, blocked um, energy and so on? Because there's a statistic out there that says that, um, that says that, um, The more educated we are, the more we spend on cleansing, cleaning products and put them in our house, which we don't actually really need because I clean my stainless steel refrigerator with vinegar and then I buff it up with some olive oil so that, and you don't have to buy that uh, stainless steel cleaner or anything like that. And, And vinegar and oil are free almost.
2: And baking soda.
0: Baking soda, yes, yes. I use baking hydrogen, soda a lot. And
2: hydrogen peroxide.
0: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Drain cleaner is perfect. Baking soda, vinegar. The chemical reaction is like a science project. Takes me back to high school chemistry.
2: It does. That was my first volcano. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: So, I mean, you find that a lot of people that you're you're helping um, also have those issues of having.
2: One of the conversations that I think that I have with most of the people when I first when they first come to see me is one is to, if they are not looking at alternative medicine, to be able to direct them towards somebody that's doing some alternative medicine, so a naturopath or somebody that is looking at different ways other than the allopathic route. Um, The the second thing that I usually talk to people about, because this is something that we all need to be really aware of, is that heavy metal detox, Um, heavy metal. yeah. So the amount of heavy metals that we carry in our body and there's so many things that are the cause because of heavy metals like Alzheimer's and, and aluminum, you know, and, and radioactivity. I mean, you know, there's a list eh, that we could go down and we can look at, but healthy eating, clean eating, the the detoxification of your body creates healthier cells. which I want to live as long as we can live. And yet, why would we do some of the things that we do to our body and continuously poison ourselves? And so I talk about that awareness with people when they come and see me.
0: Isn't that funny? We do, we do. Um, but then I think part of it is when we're young, right? We're invincible, we can do anything. And I think that it comes to be my age or our age when you have grandkids and things like that, that you're going, you know, maybe I want to hang around and hang out with these guys for a lot longer and live my 477 years.
2: Exactly. <laughs> and so start to look at that. And so what can I do to slow down the process of breakdown in my body, right? How can I keep my cellular structure intact and strong and healthy?
0: Because we all have something called genetics, right? So we're going to we're predisposition to certain things anyways.
2: And <laughs> not only that, but environmentally, and this is one of the other places. I work a lot on genetics patterns and that are genetically involved and so there are we are there is some predisposition but the thing about it is is that there's we have the ability to turn on and turn off some of those genes so that they do not show up inside of our life and in our lifetime and the environment and the environment now and especially with the toxicity and the things that we do to ourselves we actually can turn on and turn off those in those d- genetic structures or genetic markers for disease or for for illness, and so understanding that that through taking care of ourselves, water, food, um, exercise, we can actually um, stop or reverse some of those processes.
0: That is so true. So true. I think that when I had uh, my last uh, commercial kitchen inspection, the health department came out and they go, okay, where's your sanitizer? I'm like, it is hot water. Mm-hmm. So in the, in the last stage, it's going to be hot water. It's like 220 degrees, which is above the 150 you require. So right. it's 220 degrees, everything else sit inside there. He goes, well, let me call and see if that's okay. <laughs> I'm like, you're the only one doing it. Should I use iodine on food contact services because it's better than ammonium or, uh, chlorine. So we use iodine. But um but for sanitizing after we wash and rinse, sanitizing is uh, two hundred and twenty degrees, which is I think he was gonna freak out a little bit.
2: I don't think I re- I can even remember the last time I had chlorine in my
0: house. I I can't remember either actually. Dryer sheets, any of that stuff. No no, no
2: none of that. Yeah. Not, none of that. Not
0: when you can use a tablespoon of vinegar, which is like almost free. It's like less than one hundredth of a per- of a, a penny.
2: Listen, you can, go to, you can go to Costco and buy two gallons for three the bucks.
0: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so true. So true. But, yeah, it's just it is really interesting the different um, levels of toxicity that we end up subjecting ourselves to. And, you know, you can't control everything outside of the house, right? But inside mm-hmm. your house and inside of your, your body, I think that, that those things are easily controlled. And you can
2: mitigate a lot of it. By being aware.
0: Because you sleep here at least eight hours a night, right? You're supposed to sleep here eight hours a night. So Mm. if you spent the one-third of your day in a non-toxic environment.
2: That might be good for you.
0: You think? (laughs) (laughs) So I think we're getting to the point where we're going to want to wrap up. So if you had one message to deliver. No, no, let's do that after we do the meditation or your, your practice. Let's do your practice. Okay. Let's do your practice and then we will do the. I'll come back with the one question.
2: Okay. So, what I want everybody to do, and it doesn't matter when you hear this podcast, it doesn't matter if it's a year old or whatever it is, or if you're listening to it right now, to just take the opportunity in this moment and to just close your eyes. The boogeyman's not going to get you. Trust me. So, as you close your eyes, What we're doing is you're taking away sensation so that we can go in and to just start to focus on your breath, focus on the pattern, listen to yourself breathe. What does inhalation feel like? What does exhalation feel like? How does it change? when you put your focus to it. So find that pattern that feels comfortable for you. That gentle rise and fall of your chest. The soft breathing in and out. And as you do that, just on the edge of your awareness, recognize what's changing in your body. Recognize if maybe your shoulders feel less tense. Or you feel less tight. And as you do that and you drop lower and lower, start feeling your breath in your body. And when I talking in your body, I'm talking about being able to focus down into your belly. And if you can, right towards your belly button. And so as you breathe in, bring your awareness, your focus to that place right around your belly button. Allow yourselves to come back in or another believe me, there's no test and there's no right or wrong to this, right? It's changing your perception. And feel what feels different inside of you. Notice if your breath got easier. Notice if your breath got deeper. Recognize what changes or what feeling is in your body right now. And then get ready, you can open your eyes. Really, the key here is to notice what's different. How's it changed? How do you feel? Even if it took 5% or 1% of the edge off of wherever you were a couple minutes ago, you've changed the resonance, you've changed the energy in your body. And so, what we just did is about a three minute meditation. And that really is how easy meditation is.
0: It was awesome. It was awesome. I spent the last ten seconds trying to figure out how not to cough while you're finishing it up. So (coughs) I so apologize, everybody. But no, it always it always makes me feel better. It makes me feel warm and
2: the warm is you're connecting to the energy that's inside of your body.
0: Warm and tingly and I know my breath slows down and
2: So for for those of you that do that, the tingly feeling that you feel, the Hawaiians call it mana. In, in yoga, for those of you who do yoga, they talk about prana, right? Or ki or chi that, the, that they talk mm-hmm. about in, in China or in, in Asia, right? And that is life force energy. And so every breath that you take has that tingly in it. Every breath that you take has that life force energy in it. Yet we don't pay attention to the life force energy. We don't even take pay attention to the breath. But when we stop long enough to actually focus on our breath, you actually start to feel that, and that is life force energy. Every breath draws that into your body. So how much more aware, healthier, stronger we would be if we focused even 10% of our mind or even a percentage of our mind on that life force energy.
0: And I don't think that um, thinking about your breathing has to be a – an hour project, right? I think that if you do it, I mean, I know for me, I do it two or three times a day. It's not for very long.
2: Most, most people have a misconception about meditation. They think that, you know, they think about meditation and they see that person that's all dressed in white, sitting on a pillow with their legs crossed and their hands on their, on their, on their knees with their eyes rolled back in their head. And yes, that is a form of meditation. But I tell people that I work with, when they come to see me, I said, start with five minutes. Start with five minutes at the beginning of the day, even if it's before you get out of bed, and maybe two or three minutes at the at night. And and your first meditation could be actually the, the, a gratitude exercise where you wake up in the morning and before you jump out of your bed and you go through your day, you just kind of go, God, you know, I am grateful for it. I'm grateful that I slept through the night. I'm grateful that I have this amazingly soft bed.
0: Gratitude well, is so important. <clears throat> I is. do my gratitude at night before I go to bed.
2: I do one at night I have as a journal.
0: Well. And because when I have really crappy days, then I go back to all my happy stuff and go, oh, happiness does happen, right? And sometimes I have to write down at least one thing every day. And sometimes, well, it's not happen very often. My only, my only thing I've written down is I'm north of the dirt.
1: Yeah. Right? <laughs> so,
0: but it's important that you, you remember that, all the things that you're thankful for the fact that you can breathe, walk, eat, love, I guarantee, care about I, people.
2: I guarantee you that if you do that at least once a day, your life is going to change. I guarantee you that. And I do the same thing And there. You're right. Some mornings, some evenings or nights when I get into bed, the only thing that I can think of is thank God I made it through the end of the day and, and I'm here and I get to go to sleep now, you know, you get but, to have a
1: do over tomorrow. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> Tomorrow's a do over. So, creating that space inside because then what we're saying is i am grateful for my life i am grateful for the things that the things that have happened and yeah you know bad things happen or some things not so bad not so good things happen and we have to look at the things that do happen that are changing our lives
0: i totally agree <coughs> and that, and totally that, agree it's very that, powerful
2: and that could be your meditation
0: it's and much more powerful than staying negative if you stay negative I don't. I don't feel any good happening out of it.
2: it. It doesn't because all it does is it creates lower vibration, and your body doesn't work optimally on lower vibration.
0: And bad stress is lower vibration too, bad right?
2: Bad stress is lower <clears throat> vibration. It's interrupted energy flowing through your body.
0: So if you had one thing to tell our listeners today, what would it be?
2: I would say that might that was that would be it. It would be practicing gratitude. It, it, if you do anything in your, in your And you change your life If you can start to do that Where you take and, and the easiest place is Right before you go to bed And you have the chance to relax And just go back and say I am grateful for Some nights I just say I'm grateful that I have a warm bed And a roof over my head And that's a good place to start Because there's lots of people in this world That don't have that true statement and it is a true true statement you know i think we get lost sometimes in america because we have everything that we need here and even in america there's people that don't have that so true so that practice of gratitude i i you know i i can say this i guarantee you that if you can do that and you can do that consistently over a period of time you're going to see your life change
0: very powerful message very powerful message thank you so much So, let's see. Why don't you tell us everybody how to contact you? And this goes for everybody in the world, right? Because you.
2: Oh yeah, I I started doing those. I didn't realize that I could actually do remote sessions. So about maybe three years ago, and I started doing more. So, I would say about half of my practice right now is is remote, and I have clients in the UK and in Europe. In Australia and Canada and all over the United States, so you can contact me um, at. Um, you can go to my website actually, and it's really super easy. It's www.jameskawainui, and I'll spend the last name for you: K A W A I N U I dot com. So jameskawaienui com. My email is really easy as well. It's james at com. And if you really want to get a hold of me, you can actually, I, I don't, I'm not afraid. I'll give you my phone number too. My phone number is eight zero eight seven five three two four eight six. If you go on my website and you want to contact me, there's a way that you can contact me and it'll send me an email and then we can just open up a dialogue. So if there's anything that you're looking for, any place in your life that you feel like you're out of sorts, um, I would love to be to be of service with, to you, for you.
0: Well, I am so glad that we found each other. Um we met each other at a
1: <clears throat>
0: networking for health care meeting. I was catering and you're one of the healthcare guys and it was just it was fantastic. And we've uh we spent some time uh playing telephone tag with each other.
2: Yeah, we did.
0: But uh we're together now.
2: We are. We are. That is and fantastic. That's one of my places is that as a healer looking at and understanding that there is that space inside of medicine for complete healing. So it's not only about the health of your body, but it's the health and the state of your mind as well.
0: That is so true. So true. So you want to repeat how to get a hold of you to everybody?
2: Sure. You can get a hold of me by going to Com. Or you can email me at james at com. I actually just want to take this few seconds. Okay. To say, thank you so much.
0: Oh, thank you. <laughs> for
2: allowing me to hang out with you today. I, I love helping people. And my, my whole deal and the, my passion in life is is helping people shift and change and find that amazing beauty that sits inside of all of us. And so this is my opportunity and you give that to me. So, so thank you so much.
0: Oh, thank you. I totally am thrilled about it. That's why, that's why I love you is you have the same vision as we want everybody to shift uh, what we're currently doing through uh, food for me and uh, mental mindset, whatever for you. And it's fantastic. I'm so glad that you, you, uh, figured out what you wanted to do 18 years ago.
2: <clears throat> I am too. I'm grateful that I I can I can honestly say and I think you can too that you love your job. I do. Yeah. And, and I love my job. I really do. I
0: absolutely do. So for me you know, hold of nature nature.net or it was
1: You should do that one time.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much. And if you follow us on social media or like us on social media, we will love you back. Thank you so much. And we'll have another great guest next week.
1: Too busy to cook? Don't want a grocery shop? Take back your life. Let Witnessing Nature in Food provide you and your family with eco-conscious, organic, tasty, nutritious meals. Headed by internationally trained chef Jennifer Johnson, you will enjoy the healthful food your body craves. Choose from meal prep, meal plans, catering, or cooking class services. Just go to witnessingnature.net. Witnessingnature.net. It's what's in the food that matters. Eat organic. Witnessing nature in everything. got a friend in me you've got
0: a friend in me celebrate friendship and beyond during the first ever pixar fest with the all-new pixar themed fireworks spectacular and your favorite park parades celebrate from april 13th through september 3rd only at disneyland resort visit disneyland.com for details there
1: isn't anything i wouldn't do for you you've
0: got, got a friend in me entertainment subject to change without notice
1: you got a friend in me.
0: You've got a friend in me. Celebrate friendship and beyond during the first ever Pixar Fest with the all-new Pixar-themed fireworks spectacular and your favorite park parades. Celebrate from April 13th through September 3rd only at Disneyland Resort. Visit Disneyland.com
1: for details. There isn't anything I wouldn't do for you. you
0: got, got a friend in me. Entertainment subject to change without notice.